Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you that you have taken the time out to join us today as we study the Word of God. And you can reach us in a few ways. First, at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Again, that's pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Or you can mail us at P.O. Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061, at Pastor Eric at Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. And we also have another uh, way of reaching out. And if you want to join us in a live Bible study, it's each Thursday morning at uh, 7 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> Again, that's uh, each Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern at 609-663-1224. Again, every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern at 609-663-1224. Today, we're going to start a new series on winning in life. Again, we're going to start a new series on winning in life. And our subject today is going to be on establishing or setting your heart. And I believe, and I believe that all of us who are awake and are aware of the things that are going on in this time, in this hour, and see that things aren't getting better. But for the believer, if our hearts are established, then it doesn't matter what comes against us in this year or any coming year. When our hearts are set and established that God is my source, that God is my answer, that he's my solution, he's my provider, he's my healer. And in all these things, we always look to him. Jesus gave an example before we begin in our, get into our heart of our subject today. He said, unless we come unto him as a little child. And all of us, if you had a father or a mother that loved you, um, when that mom or dad might have went off to work, and they came home. It was such a joy to see my dad or my mom coming because I, you just, you know, you felt that comfort because you could turn to them. And, you know, they were your protector. They were the, your encourager. Uh, they were the ones that you could go to and confide in because these were the people that God had assigned to your life. And I believe that's where God wants us again today, that we go to him for the simplest things and says, Father, help, help. Uh, I was just a few days ago uh, with my granddaughter and she and I, we were doing something and I was just watching her as she was uh, tempting. I think it was pushing on the tricycle or whatever it was, just riding around. And I let her do it. And she came to a stop where she couldn't turn. And I was waiting to see what was she going to do. And she looked up at me and said, need help. And I looked at her and she said it again. I said, what did you say? She said, need help. She was saying, I'm at a point that I don't know where to turn. I don't know how to get out of this. So I need you to direct me so that I can move forward. And what a great example for me and hopefully for you that when we come to a point, and it should be before we get to that point, that we have a mindset to say, whatever I face, my first option is God, not the last option. My first option is to turn to him. So as we go into the study today, um, I looked up a couple of words. First, when we're talking about establishing or setting our heart, to establish means to set or fix firmly. To set or fix firmly, unaltered, setting permanently. And that's what a mindset of a believer must be, that we are unaltered in our belief that God is the answer. And that answer he's provided is Jesus. And that 
no matter what the culture says, no matter where uh, the popular opinion or the popular popularity polls may be pointing today, you know, uh, with Jesus, they praised him at one point when he came into Jerusalem and they cried out Hosanna to the king, the son of David. And they put that, they threw their clothes and their robes and their palm trees in the, in the, in the, into the streets as he came in riding into Jerusalem. But there wasn't, but a few days later, a few, a few hours later, that a crowd also was there. And when uh, Pilate asked, what shall I do with him? They said, crucify him. And thus he did. But when we as believers, when our hearts are established, we must have that praise and that worship on our lips and in our hearts that this is the way that I will go. This is the way that I, I have found of peace. It has rewarded me in times past. It has rewarded me whenever I uh, faced an issue or if I faced a problem. This is how I find my solution. I go to him. I trust him. This is where my answer is. This is where my peace is. My peace is in, in him. So again, to be established means to sit and fix firmly. So our minds must become established in the present truth of the gospel. And again, it goes on to say to be unaltered. Now that's a word for the day. To be unaltered, meaning changing. Scripture says, Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, God may choose and does change his methods, but his word does not change. God's word does not change. And you say, what do you mean, preacher, by changing methods? I mean that if you consider how the word has been, uh, as we went, we revolved for how the word is delivered, of just the, in the last century, words were being able to be recorded and on, on, uh, on, on hard disk, and they played them on the, on the radio, and, and messages could be preached. They, 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 then, you know, we, we came and hit, the word became on television where preachers travel. They went from town to town, many, some on horseback, some walked, some, however they moved around. But today you could stay in your home, in your, in your basement, in your, in your, uh, in your office or wherever and preach around the world. The, 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 the ability to transport the word to those who desire to hear is now is, 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 is grown. It's just so, you know, it's exponential to how many people you can reach now. But the method that God uses to, to reach us may change, but his word is forever established. So again, when we talk about something being set or established, it means unchangeable and unaltered rather, set or fixed firmly or settled permanently. And see, when we when we uh, establish our heart, we must, uh, with, a, with a purpose, we must come to him and say, you know what, Lord, I'm when... When, when you establish your heart, you do it purposely. When we're talking about something that's done purposely, it means to be to set something to be reached or accomplished. So when a heart is established, you must do it on purpose. You must on purpose say, you know, I've got to get this word in me so that when the storm does come, and it shall. When the news does come, and it shall. When, when situation does arise, and they will. Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where, you know, that, that, that all the time, you know, there are disasters, there's uh, uh, things that come up that are on the news, you know, different things. You know, you could go to the doctor and today you're feeling healthy and fine. And tomorrow you can get a bad report that, you know, could put a, give you a death sentence. But when your heart is firmly established in the word of God, 
Okay, I hear you. But my faith is in him. My faith is in him. What did Hebrews tell uh, the king when he came and told him that you, you got you to bow, boys? When, I, when this sound, when this sound uh, is made, everybody getting on their knees. But what did they tell him? They said, oh, king, <laughs> we hear you. But however, we serve, I'm putting it in my words, we are not going to bow. And if it comes that 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 we don't we that that uh uh we must be thrown into the fire, is that we know that God can deliver us. But if not, if we are not delivered and God doesn't save us and God doesn't keep us out of this, but we trust he will, we'll go in the fire before we bow to you. Because they told Nebuchadnezzar, we serve God, and our heart is set and established on him. And we purposed our heart from young, from young men. From a child, we've been purposed for such a time as this. And we are established within our hearts that there's nothing greater than the God we serve. So let's go now. Let's go quickly over to the book of Joshua, uh, the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. And as Moses had died, this is Joshua 1, Moses had died and he had, uh, God had, 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 had appointed Joshua, before Moses had died, Moses had laid hands on him and anointed him as the next ruler. And this is what God is talking to Joshua as he began to speak to him about his mission and what he had wanted or what he was commissioning Joshua to do. This is uh, Joshua 1, verse number 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, he said, Moses is dead, verse number 2. He says, get up, go over Jordan, you and all the people into the land which I've given to you, even to the children of Israel. He said, every place. See, God was establishing his, he was establishing his word and his promise to Mo, to, uh, to Joshua now. He, first thing he said, look, I know you love Moses. And in that day, they, they, they mourned for Moses 30 days. But God said, look, Moses dead. His time is over. Now you must take the baton. You must lead the people. He said, he's dead. Now get up and let's be about the business which I'm assigning unto you. He tells him in the third verse, every place that the sole of your feet touches, he, the uh, scripture says that your foot treads upon that I have given you as I said to Moses, from the wilderness to this Lebanon, to the great river Euphrates. And then he's beginning to talk about into the land of the Hittites, until the great river toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. God began to establish a border and letting him know this is yours. Now, remember, they hadn't entered the land yet, but in the eyes of God, it's already yours. But you have got to get up and you must establish your heart. If God said it, then it is mine. Then he said in the fifth verse, he said, therefore, there shall not be there shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. And I will not fail you nor forsake you. Where have we heard that before in the New Testament? Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And here is the word telling uh, Joshua, look, I'll never fail you, nor will I never ever leave you. Everywhere your foot trod, everywhere you step, I'm with you step by step. I'm with you when you face your enemies. I'm with you. No matter what that enemy, and we 
was to transpose that into our day, no matter what the enemy. No, we're not fighting people now. We know there's an enemy, there's a devil loose. And his desire is to destroy us, to stop us, to uh, cause us to go contrary to the word of God. But when we were in our purpose, God says, and this is what he was telling uh, Joshua, and, and you stay stick to my plan. Remember what I tell you. He says, there is not a man that shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God was telling you him that, look, stuff is going to happen. As I said earlier, we all are going to face trials. We all are going to face tribulations. We all are going to face things that confront us in this day. But he goes on to tell him in the sixth verse, he says, be of good, be strong and of good courage. He's now telling him again, this is what God is doing. He's establishing the heart of Joshua in his word. He says, be strong and of good courage. Let's establish yourself. He didn't have the, Joshua didn't have the uh, comfort of knowing uh, uh, the book of Proverbs when the writer in Proverbs told him, said, he said, the righteous are bold as a lion. And you've heard me say this before. The lion is not the strongest animal. He's not the uh, uh, he's not the biggest. You consider it the biggest. You, I would say it's the it's the it's the uh, elephant. He's not he's not the fastest. It's the cheetah. But one thing the lion is, he's full of boldness. He's full. He will walk out and make a sound. The very sound of the lion makes the animals in the in the uh, in the in the uh, in in the area tremble. They tremble. Even the mighty elephant knows when when lions are in the area, you must be on guard because lions will attack elephants. It takes more than one of them to attack them, but they will attack an elephant, something that is 10 times bigger, probably more than 10 times bigger than he is. But they will attack an elephant in a, in a group of them because they are bold. They are willing to step out because of that which is in there. It's in their instinct. Instinctively, they say, you know what? You are food. I might can't get you by myself, but me and the crew, we're going to take you down. And see, this is what God wants us to, to know, that he's given us the authority and the power that one can chase a thousand, two can chase 10,000. When we come together and agree, and we, you, you and God are the majority. What did Elijah tell the, the young, the young uh, prophet that was with him? Well, he said, oh, master, when they saw the Assyrians had encircled their house, they encircled their, uh, uh, their abode. And he walked outside and saw all the Assyrians, and they were all over the, uh, all in the hills, and he, before he could look, there was the army. And he came back and told his master, master, what are we going to do? We are surrounded. But what did the prophet say? He said, Lord, open the young man's eyes. Why? He was saying, Lord, establish his heart. Let him know he is not alone. You are not alone. I'm with you. And if God is with you, again, you and God make the majority. And when he opened the eyes of Gehazi, Gehazi, I believe that's how you say his name, he could see the, the, the Assyrians, they were surrounded by the Assyrians. But the Assyrians were, the Assyrians were surrounded by the angels of God, there was a, they were surrounded by the angels and chariots of fire waiting on the mouth of the prophet. They were waiting on him. And it says, again here, he says, be strong and of good courage for unto this people 
thou shalt divide for an inheritance of the land, which I swore unto thy fathers to give them. God couldn't break his word. When the fullness of time comes, it shall come to pass. But what God is waiting on is for people who will allow that word to have free course in them that's willing not only to believe it, but to speak it. There are a whole lot of people that will speak, oh, I believe God. I trusted him. Oh, the Lord will make a way. But when trials and tribulations, when they're confronted about their faith, I pray that we all stand in faith. And it doesn't mean that, you know, that uh, there may come time that you may miss an opportunity to witness. And some people feel as though, oh, my God, I, I should have said this and I should have said that. But just have a mind, just be available. And that's what these men were. They were available. Joshua made himself available when Moses went up the mountain. And to get the Ten commandments, he told everybody, everybody stay down here. But Joshua, he saw his leader go. He said, when my leader's going, I'm going too. Now, he didn't go up, up into the very presence of God, but he was on that mountain. And God didn't destroy him because God knew I've got to have somebody that's coming behind me. And that's why God wants our hearts to be established so that your children and your grandchildren, so that they will be able to say, my mother, I know my mother and my father, they followed God and God blessed them when they prayed. Why wouldn't God hear me when I pray? And he will and he shall. But this is why God was speaking to them was because they had faith in his word. Joshua saw how God blessed Moses how God blessed them through Moses, rather, and how God answered the prayer and did mighty miracles for them. And now it's his turn. Now it's our turn. We've seen the elders that went before us, how they uh, uh, preached out churches. They preached revivals. They, some of many of them, they had tent revivals. They were on the radio, some on television. They did whatever they had to do. They built, some built churches with their hands. And I've said before, one of the hardest working bishops I ever worked with he worked here in, 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 uh, in Marietta. He built churches with his hand. He preached them out. He and the people that were with him. But that was his day. It's our day now. And no matter what God called us to do, no, you may not be a bishop or a, a, a pastor or an evangelist, but you can preach out your own house. You can live the life before your children. Were you a single parent or a single mom or a single dad? You can do it. Married, you can do it. You too can do it. You can live the life as an example before your children. Is that as we have followed God, so must you follow God. And as God has blessed us, he will bless you even the more. There's a promise in the scripture said that he will bless us for a thousand generations. A thousand generations. God promised to bless us. Only thing he asks us to do is keep my word. Keep, me, keep my word. Be faithful to my word. Adhere to my word. Set your heart to purposely set your heart to fulfill the promise that God had put over your life and know as he spoke to Joshua, as he spoke to those in the scripture, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. In this uh, uh, teaching today, in Joshua 1 and 5, he says, I will not fail you. God said, I'm not going to come up slack. You'll not find me. I'm not, I won't be missing any action. I won't be AWOL. I won't be AWOL. Absent without leave, here you are in your great time, greatest time of need. He said, no, I won't sit there with my hands folded. He said, I will not fail you, nor will I forsake you. He goes on to tell Joshua, he says, only be thou strong 
and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to the law. Now, what's he saying telling Joshua? He said, Joshua, remember my word. Establish your heart in the, in the law that you've been given. Establish your heart to obey that which I've given to you. He said, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. He said, don't turn from the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. God promised to prosper us. You can't separate. I heard one, preach, one preacher say, you can't separate prosperity from God. Everything that God has increases. Just every seed, and it's the seed of the word. If you take the seed of the word and you will properly apply it to your life, you will prosper more by accident than you will on purpose. You don't have to be greedy after money. You don't have to be greedy after position. You don't have to fight people for a position or, 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 or underhandedly try to take something that doesn't belong to you. God promised to bless his people if we just will establish ourselves in the word. He said, this is what the Lord has said to me. This is the way. This is the way. I'm going to walk in it. Because I know in the end, there is prosperity. And so I'm saying, well, preacher, I'm living in the same place. I've lived in the same house. I got the same car. You have breath in your body. You have health in your, in your, in your limbs. As long as there's God, there's hope. I heard an evangelist say that. She would say that she would have been healed of cancer and 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 within her throat, I believe, and and had, uh, I don't know, throat cancer, lung cancer, excuse me if I'm, I'm mistaken, but one of her favorite words in her testimony was, as long as there's God, there's hope. As long as God lives, as long as God lives, there is hope. So he goes on to tell him in the eighth verse, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So don't let the word of God leave you. Speak the word of God. Speak it. Get it in your mouth. Isaiah 50, uh, 54, 17 talks about how that, that we must condemn that voice that would rise up against us. And here God is telling Joshua, the book, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you got to meditate on it. What? Day and night. Chew on it. Think about it. God's faithful. God is with me. Isaiah 26, 3 says, thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Think on him. Trust in him. Let that word get settled and establish your heart that God is with me. No matter what I face, no matter what the report. Isaiah said, whose report shall you believe? Will you believe the report of the Lord? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Has Christ been revealed to you? If Jesus has been revealed to you, then you should by faith, and we must by faith be established by saying, if God is for me, who can be against me? And we go, it goes on to say, this book of the Lord shall not depart of your mouth. You must meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all according to that is written therein. There's a reason why there are people that they don't know truth. Why they are saying that, you know, I got to have my, it's my truth that only matters. It's the truth of the word that will set you free. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the light. He said that you may do all that's, and may observe whether to do all that is written therein, 
For then, after you meditate on it, after you speak it out of your mouth, after you observe to do it, then he said, I'm going to make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. God said, get your word, get my word in your mouth. Get it in your mind. It will establish your heart and then you will live it. If you, you can't live what you don't know and what you know, you can't just hear a thing. You got to meditate on it. That's why you should buy the CD as from the, uh, you know, in the church that you go just preaching the word of God that you must get that word and hear it. Faith comes by hearing. It doesn't mean one time faith come, if it was, you know, if it was written, uh, 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 and I believe we must have it, it, it would have said by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. But this is what God is telling uh, Joshua. He said, you got to meditate on it day and night. Sounds like to me, it's got to be repeated. He said, that your way may be prosperous. He said, you want to prosper? You want to move forward? Get God's word in your heart. And then shall you have good success. And he told him again, have not I commanded you? He said, just in case you didn't hear me, Joshua, just in case uh, uh, you might have forgotten what I told you when I started this out. He says, be strong. He said, be established. Set your feet in the word of God on a good courage. Don't be afraid, nor be dismayed. When you see, when we see all these things that shall happen this year and in years to come, be established in the present truth that God is true to his word. He'll be true when you, when, when you spoke and you breathe your last breath and you leave this earth, he'll be there to receive you into, unto himself. But while you own this word, earth, if we want to live in prosperity, if I want to live in prosperity, I must be courageous, observe to do his word, and meditate it. Get it in my mouth. Get it in my heart. And then he says, I'll make your way prosperous, and you shall have, I shall have good success. And just to read that last verse again, he says, be strong, good courage. Don't be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God, the Lord my God, is with me wherever I go, wherever you go. God has promised to be with us. God has promised to, to protect us and to keep us. And I say again, as we close out today, that God is faithful to his word. I'm going to read the scripture here as the last one for today. This I believe is John. Uh, this is uh, John. Uh, John 5, 4, John 5, 4, it says, for whatsoever is born of God, no, I'm sorry, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Then he says, and this is the victory. If you want to be prosperous, if you want to grow in God, if you want to be established, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, even our faith. For it says, if you, if, if, he said, it is impossible to please him without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Get established in the word, beloved. Stand on what you know. Get into the word. Read it. Meditate it on it. And let his word flow and, and flow and flow and flow through you. I hope you got something out of the word today. And as we close out today, I just want to say, 
thank you as we begin to go about and progress throughout this year. Put the keep the word in front of you. Keep the word and meditate on it. And just know that God is good, that God is faithful, and in all things, he's there for you. Father, we thank you for this word today. We thank you that you've blessed us and kept us. We thank you, Lord, that you've opened our eyes unto a new year. And in this year, Lord, we pray that we are be, not only we be prosperous, not only, Lord, that we, we uh, uh, achieve those goals that many of us have established, but most important of all, Lord, we make ourselves available to you, that we are available, that you may use us, that you may speak to us, that we may be a comfort and support to someone else. I pray for those, Lord God, who are not saved today, no matter whether they are, whether in prison, whether in hospital, maybe homeless, maybe in their bed, maybe sick, or just maybe driving the car. I pray, Lord, that you bring comfort to their hearts. And the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is here to help us and keep us in all things. We pray these things in Jesus name. Amen.